For Ambrose Harmon was news. Even among this past year's epidemic of suicides, Ambrose Harmon's death would stand out like Lyndon Johnson in a lineup. He was a prominent member of the community, a man of dead and wealthy grandparents. Perhaps the huge inheritance four years ago had gone to his head. He had invested tremendous sums to back harebrained, quixotic causes. Now, because one of the harebrained causes had paid off, he was richer than ever. The Crosstime Corporation already held a score of patents on inventions imported from alternate time tracks. Already those inventions had started more than one industrial revolution, and Harmon was the money behind Crosstime. He would have been the world's next billionaire had he not walked off his balcony. They found a roomy, luxuriously furnished apartment in good order and a bed turned down for the night. The only sign of disorder was the clothing— Slacks, sweater, a silk turtleneck shirt, knee-length shoe socks, no underwear, piled on a chair in the bedroom. The toothbrush had been used. He got ready for bed, Trimble thought. He brushed his teeth, and then he went out to look at the sunrise. A man who kept late hours like that, he wouldn't see the sunrise very often. He watched the sunrise, and when it was over, he jumped. Why? They were all like that. Easy, spontaneous decisions. The victim killers walked off bridges or stepped from their balconies or suddenly flung themselves in front of subway trains. They strolled halfway across a freeway or swallowed a full bottle of laudanum. None of the methods showed previous planning. Whatever was used, the victim had had it all along. He never actually went out and bought a suicide weapon. The victim rarely dressed for the occasion or used makeup as an ordinary suicide would. Usually there was no note. Harmon fit the pattern perfectly. Like Richard Corey, said Bentley. Who? Richard Corey, the man who had everything. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. You know what I think? If you've got an idea, let's have it. The suicides all started about a month after cross-time got started. I think one of the cross-time ships brought back a new bug from some alternate timeline. A suicide bug? Bentley nodded. You're out of your mind. I don't think so. Gene, do you know how many cross-time pilots have killed themselves in the last year? More than 20 percent. Oh, look at the records. Cross-time has about 20 vehicles in action now, but in the past year they've employed 62 pilots. Three disappeared, 15 are dead, and all but two died by suicide. I didn't know that. Trimble was shaken. It was bound to happen sometime. Look at the alternate worlds they found so far. The Nazi world, the red Chinese world, half bombed to death. The ones that are so totally bombed that cross-time can't even find out who did it. The one with the black plague mutation and no penicillin until cross-time came along. Sooner or later, maybe, maybe. I don't buy your bug, though. If the suicides are a new kind of plague, what about the other crimes? Same bug. Uh-uh but I think we'll check up on cross-time. Trimble's hands finished with the gun and laid it on the desk. He was hardly aware of it. Somewhere in the back of his mind was a prodding sensation. The handle, the piece he needed to solve the puzzle. He'd spent most of the day studying cross-time ink, news stories, official handouts, personal interviews. The incredible suicide rate among cross-time pilots could not be coincidence. He wondered why nobody had noticed it before. It was slow going. With cross-time travel, as with relativity, you had to throw away reason and use only logic. Trimble had sweated it out, 
Even the day's murders had not distracted him. They were typical of a piece with the preceding eight months' crime wave. A man had shot his foreman with a gun bought an hour earlier, then strolled off toward police headquarters. A woman had moved through the back row of a dark theater, using an ice pick to stab members of the audience through the backs of their seats. She had chosen only young men. They had killed without heat, without concealment. They had surrendered without fear or bravado. Perhaps it was another kind of suicide. Time for coffee, Trimble thought, responding unconsciously to dry throat, plus a muzziness in the mouth, plus slight fatigue. He set his hands to stand up, and the image came to him of an endless row of Trimbles, lined up like the repeated images in facing mirrors, but each image was slightly different. He would go get the coffee, and he wouldn't, and he would send somebody for it, and someone was about to bring it without being asked. Some of the images were drinking.